Hello and welcome to Sunny Commutes, a podcast where I combine the worlds of web development and business and share my experiences. So on this episode, I'll be talking about Gatsby, a static site generator that I recently used to get two sites up and running in a short amount of time. Before we dive right in, I want to feature this call-in from my previous episode where Lasha wanted to give some extra points about the benefits of teaching. So take a listen to that, and then we'll get back to the episode. Hey, Sunny, this is Lasha. I just wanted to say hello and uh, to say thank you for recording your podcast about teaching and education. I'm also a firm believer that teaching is one of those things that we should all do at some capacity because it really does challenge us and uh, force us in a way to think of the things that we know in ways that are different than how we may be accustomed. And the benefits of this is that it really does allow us to fill in the gaps that exist that we don't even know about. And when we do this, everybody wins. We win with having better understandings of the topics that we teach and other people win because uh, they get to learn from your experiences and your perspective. If you're unfamiliar with static site generators, make sure to take a listen to one of my episodes dedicated to the topic. A quick description is that they're build tools which take in files in different formats. For example, you might be you might want to do some templating or use markdown syntax for articles. So the build tool, it just takes those files and outputs static files. These static files are then just served straight to the browser. And the big benefits here are for performance reasons, um, it's great for security, and it drastically simplifies your server setup. So there are a ton of static site generators out there Jekyll being the most popular one, probably followed by Hugo. But Gatsby is different from other static site generators because it's built on top of React. React is a great uh, front-end JavaScript library, and a lot of developers are familiar with it. And so this is great for being able to build using components, and you get all the nice features of a React and other libraries to allow for things like state management and client-side routing. Speaking of libraries, one that I was able to try out recently on the redesign of Ninjality uh, is Styled Components. So it was really easy to install with a dedicated Gatsby plugin, and it worked out really well with being able to build a group of reusable components and not have to mess around with like namespacing CSS classes. Now, if you want to use SAS, you can do that just as easily, but um, another library that I used is Feathers, which is an icon set that I used for the social media links. And I pulled in the React Feather package, which allowed me to just pull in certain icons and uh, use them like a regular React component. Uh, and both of these libraries are pretty cool, so definitely check them out if you decide to start a React project soon, especially with Gatsby. Another cool aspect of Gatsby is pulling in data from different sources using GraphQL. GraphQL is basically a querying language for APIs. So you can write the same syntax no matter where your data is coming from. While I just use the folder of markdown files to read in as posts for the Ninjality blog, 
I could have just as easily pulled in that data from a CMS like WordPress, Contentful, or just some custom API. So I think that this is like really huge for how we build our sites, because instead of using a traditional monolithic way of building that site, which is kind of prone to performance or security issues, we can now separate the site and the data itself. So you still keep the ability to dynamically update that content by re-triggering a build of your site, which will generate fresh new static files with the new content. And there's actually a WordPress site that I plan on migrating over to Gatsby in the future. And I can just do that by adding a WordPress source plugin to Gatsby. And that will let me pull in that same data um, so I can keep WordPress as a backend just for managing the content, but I can, you know, build the front end site, uh, while using modern libraries like react. And also I get to still keep the search engine optimization because it's just a static site. A lot of what I talked about is part of what is called the jam stack, J A M stack. The way it's described is it's a modern web development architecture based on client-side JavaScript, reusable APIs, and pre-built markup. This is what Gatsby does in using React as a markup layer and GraphQL as the reusable API layer. Now there's a common notion that static sites can't do the same things as dynamic sites, which is why a lot of people still have their architectures on WordPress and traditional LAMP stacks but already kind of disproved that because you can still use WordPress to manage the content of a static site. Plus you can do lots of other things that you wouldn't think you could like authentication, comments, and e-commerce, and, uh, e like uh, an online shop. So there's uh, one really cool website that takes a uh, full advantage of this and that's smashingmagazine.com. Uh, basically they have all these things like authentication and comments um, I think they have like an online job board and all of this is part of the Jamstack. So it's just a static site and they talk to different APIs to be able to do a lot of these things. And the last thing I want to mention is PWAs or progressive web apps. It's this idea of having websites or specifically web apps work more similar, more, uh, more similarly to native apps. So taking advantage of something like service workers to add offline support. Uh, something I was able to do really easily on Ninjality. So uh, what I did was I added a Gatsby plugin that added offline support. So if you visited the site before and then you uh, disable your internet connection, if you revisit the site, they'll still load. So this is great if you're reading a blog article and you know you lose internet connection, you try to find the site again, it will load because it's already cached and this works similarly to how you know a desktop application would. At the top of the episode, I said how I got two sites up and running very quickly with Gatsby. One of them I mentioned throughout, which is ninjality.com. We recently redesigned and also pivoted from being a web development agency to focusing more on building open source tools. Another site, CodeBee, is a project that we recently sunsetted. With Ninjality having a blog and CodeBee having user posts that we did not want to disappear from the internet, I'm huge on not breaking links or search results, by the way. Uh, so we used Gatsby to essentially build static archives. 
This really helps us with cutting server costs by now being able to host on Surge, which is a free host for static sites. Both are really simple sites, but I still think that Gatsby as an ecosystem helped a lot. Uh, I've used other static site generators, generators like Hugo and Metalsmith, and I went through a lot of headaches with development, uh, having to you know figure out like why the blog generation wasn't working and uh, looking up answers online. Uh, Gatsby has really great documentation, and it's just honestly I think the better static site generator than its competition. Uh, and it also allows me to consider moving sites that I never thought about, like WordPress sites, to a static site architecture. Okay, so I think I've blabbered long enough about Gatsby. It's really just better that you take a look for yourself and try to build your first site with it. Uh, all the links to Gatsby and the other libraries will be in the show notes, along with the GitHub link for the Ninjality source code. Uh, feel free to take a look at that as an example. And if you're new to web development, don't forget to check out my introductory course on Skillshare. I'll have that link in the show notes as well. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm trying out a different format here where I pre-write the episode down as like a basic script so that my thoughts are better collected. I won't necessarily do this for like every episode, but when I'm explaining a specific topic, I rather just give you like the important details and take away anything else. So uh also there hasn't been an episode out for a while hopefully this format changes that where i can prepare scripts and entire episodes ahead of time instead of spontaneously during my commute okay so tweet me at sunnysync.io for feedback and you can find me on other platforms on sunnysync.io you can also help me out by rating this podcast five stars on apple podcasts and google play okay catch you on the next one peace